I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. You're listening to BTW. Get Dad 17. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. I am Dino. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. I'm AstroZombie954. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge. You're listening to BTW. Good luck and get good. You're listening to BTW. And we're going to drop some PvP knowledge on all you suckers. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to a very special episode. It is uh, what we're going to call the very first episode of the tcg getting good audio series um we do the the video series on youtube for the go um but we're not good enough to do a tcg version of it (laughs) so we're gonna do audio ones and uh you know bring some people on uh for those of you listening for the first time my name's chris uh or as our listeners know i'm master zombie 954 i'm joined by our producer Matthew Breaker, a.k.a. Matthew Breaker. And our first guest for this series is Mr. Andrew Mahone. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up? I'm doing just fine. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm excited to be joining your cast. Appreciate it. Thank you. I mean, uh, this is something we kind of been wanting to do, and uh, I enjoy, like, I, I hang out with you every day while I'm working. Like, I, like <laughs> you, you're, it's like the perfect, like, uh, you like end and then like Azul starts. So like, he kind of just finishes the rest of my day. Um, cause I work, you know, close to like 12 hours, 13 hours sometimes. So it's like, all right, I know what time it is. <laughs> so. It's funny how we kind of like, you know, piece together like that he's west coast i'm east coast i kind of wake up and start streaming and then you know edit videos in like the afternoon for myself and then he kind of like wakes up it starts his thing and it kind of just flows like that so it's nice how that works out yeah it's 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 really good um so before we get started like asking you you know questions and stuff like that um 
let our listeners know like who you are, like where you started, like what are the, some of the things you do currently, um, you know, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. I'm Andrew Mahone. I create content under the name Tricky Jim. I'm uh, 35 years old and I've been playing the Pokemon trading card game since uh, like competitively since I graduated college. So I was about 21, 22 when I uh, when I started um, growing up. I was super into Pokemon cards, super into skateboarding and uh, running. I was a competitive runner through college, and that was kind of like my competitive thing for a while. But um, when I graduated college, I, you know, I felt like I had kind of like reached my running peak in college and, and was, you know, satisfied with everything that I'd accomplished there, but wanted a new competitive outlet. I'd always liked Pokemon. I'd, I'd played like the DS games a lot when I was in, right. uh, you know, when I was in college and stuff and. And Pokemon was a natural fit for me. I started reading online. I was like, whoa, people play this game. And there's like events and stuff. And just got hooked real quick. I played competitively, you know, for a handful of years. Um, and then won a regional championship in 2015. Got ninth at Worlds in 2015. Um, you know, and things started kind of picking up there. Started writing articles just because I I have always kind of like creating my own content. Uh, I used to make my own skateboarding videos when I was in high school and stuff like always kind of been into that. Awesome. But you know, YouTube came out in 2005 when I was in like 10th grade. So like I was <laughs> one of the first people on YouTube, like uploading all my like, you know, skateboarding videos and stuff like that. But the idea of like making a living creating content, that was not real. Right. So right. like that was not a real thing. So, uh, I, you know, got an art degree. I liked being a do-it-yourselfer. You know, I was into kind of making my own stuff, and uh, I was going to be a teacher. I was I was teaching for a little while. Uh, I was getting a master's degree in special education, all while competing in Pokemon cards. This was kind of like through my twenties, and then uh, twenty seventeen, I got top eight at nationals at the North American International Championships, and uh, started uh, talking with a local pack opener here in Akron, Ohio is uh Darium's Pokemon who was into like doing like viral pack openings. And that was just his thing. He owned a card shop locally and just like opened lots of packs. Yeah. And he was interested in starting like a competitive YouTube channel and like hit me up. And we were like kind of teaming up and doing that uh, kind of turned into me like running his channel for him while he took a sabbatical for like a, a year. <laughs> it was like, like it started off as like a team effort and then, it's, uh -huh. and then it was more like, Hey, you're pretty good at this. I'm gonna just let you do it and pay oh, you God. to do it. And so like, so I got my start kind of doing that. Um, and then was using the money that I was making to pay for my, my graduate school. And, uh, and after a while, I was like, well, you know what? I'm actually kind of doing way too much. And I wonder if I could just make a living doing this. So I kind of dropped everything. I uh, started my own, you know, YouTube channel, Tricky Jim, and, uh, and, and partnered up with another local game store, Full Grip Games. And, you know, Full Grip Games had kind of just started, uh, you know, business in Akron and like was thinking Perfect. about getting into Pokemon cards. Their inventory was like two, five rows of cards. That was it. Oh man. <laughs> and, and, uh, and they brought me on and they were like, yeah, we're thinking like we, we dream of having this like huge Pokemon scene and like doing all this stuff. And I was like, all right, well let's do this together. And 
and it started off as me like kind of half working at the shop and half you know advertising for the shop but after about a year or so like we had helped grow the shop to a point where it was just that i was advertising for the shop it was like my gig and you know i kind of got paid to do that so now i feel like i kind of have the dream job i i get paid to play pokemon cards i advertise for full grip games um i get to create content i have total creative freedom over all the content that i create on youtube and twitch and uh yeah and i, I kind of just do my own thing i'm sponsored by dragon shield now they help pay the bills too so it's like super <laughs> that's always <awesome>. nice <laughs> yeah it's super sick um and i've just i just feel incredibly blessed that i get to do this it, it really feels like a dream so that's what i do i stream every weekday and then i create youtube videos about the pokemon trading card game that's what i do so, so a couple quick questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, does your original skateboard YouTube video or YouTube channel still exist somewhere in in the ether? Unfortunately, it does not. There was a big <laughs> transition that happened. Uh, There's a big transition that happened with like when Google bought YouTube and mm-hmm. all of the old uh, YouTube channels. Like, if you didn't sign in and like authenticate something, like they all got deleted. Uh, my old YouTube channel got <laughs> deleted in the uh, in the axe there, but. I do have like an official skateboarding like movie that I created and actually sold like it was there was a premiere at a local skate shop. I sold DVDs and stuff. And so like it exists. There's a physical copy of it. <laughs> OK, OK. But I mean, it, this is because I released it in 2007. So like yeah. I released it via DVD with yep. a case and we sold it. Right. <laughs> did, did you like burn them yourselves? Like, yes, or rip them? yes. Okay. And they yeah. had like custom decals on them. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So it exists. Um, and now I'm like, I, I could, I could, I should, I want to upload it to YouTube somewhere. I just don't know where to put it. Like I, I'm like, my channel is tricky, Jim. I guess I could upload it to, you know, my personal <laughs> YouTube channel, Andrew Mahone or something. But like every once in a while I get some high school buddies that will like bug me like, bro, upload. I need to watch our video, bro. Like up, <laughs> upload it. And it like literally doesn't exist online. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the the second question is so you're you're sponsored by Dragon Shield they're helping pay the bills. What is your favorite sleeve from Dragon the Dragon Shield collection? The non-glare mats are are probably my my favorite like the uh the new black non-glare mat. They're just super light and crispy and I, I like those a lot. But I do also love the pink diamonds uh Regular matte sleeves. I loved the nebulas. I think they discontinued the nebulas. The blood reds are really good. Just the plain black uh, Dragon Shield black mats are like, you can't go wrong with those. I absolutely love those. So like, I just placed an order actually for a case of pink diamonds because I'm kind of missing pink diamonds. I played in pink diamonds at Worlds this year and like, you know, really love those. So I think the pink diamonds are slick. The non-glare mats are slick. The regular black mats. Yeah. I, uh, I have the pink diamonds on my glc fighting deck yo yeah (laughs) um and yeah they're they're awesome um so yeah uh so we're just gonna ask some questions matthew you want to kick us off yeah so so he kind of like spearheaded where like i was hoping to to get some more info um one of the things that i when i was uh being told by by chris about you was that you created the the gym leader challenge format and that was something that that came to me as a a shock because it's like a pokemon sanctioned tournament now at their regionals and stuff so how did you come up with the format and then what was the process like 
getting it adopted as one of the most popular side events at a regional. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of surreal. It's pretty crazy. I, uh, well, I mean, like, I do this, right? And there's not many players, there's not many, like, full-time content creators out there in the Pokemon TCG. I mean, really, it's like, there's, like, me, there's, like, Azul. I mean, as far as, like, who are live every day, like, if you want to watch <laughs> someone play Pokemon live every day, there's, like, me and Azul. Yeah. And that's a pretty short list, right? Uh, there's YouTubers, I mean, who are out there creating awesome YouTube content. But, like, really, when you're spending, like four hours a day with somebody like it's it's me and azul like four yeah, this five. is like you making a living off doing this yes this yeah. is all we're doing right this yeah. is my full-time job i am live playing pokemon cards all day every day so it's like uh so the pokemon tcg like online sphere is not like super big and um and so like you know, when someone does something or creates something, it's like the whole scene's going to kind of know about it. So when I, you know, it was like in the middle of the pandemic, there wasn't anything going on because tournaments had been shut down. Right. And there were online tournaments, which I just frankly didn't care for because I'm like, I, I just it's just different. to me, the the whole appeal of a trading card game is that you you meet up with people and play the trading cards like uh, it, which is ironic because I stream the digital client out <laughs> <Yeah>. of necessity. <laughs> but I still maintain that I'm not a gamer. I'm a tabletop game. I'm not a video gamer. That's not like my thing. And I like video games. I got lots of them. I, mean, I like I play Zelda and Mario Kart and all sorts of, you know, I'm, I like video games, but that's like that's not my passion. Um, you know, I like them. And but I'm you're like you like the in-person yes. aspect of things. Yes, I am a tabletop gamer. That is like that is my my bread and butter. I love that. So uh, so in the middle of the pandemic, you know, in-person events have been shut down and we were in the middle of like a format that just wasn't that great. Uh, like in the sword and shield uh, tag team, you know, sun and moon era kind of it, it was just it wasn't fantastic. And there were no events to travel to. And expanded format, which was kind of like the other supported format in the Pokemon TCG, had just kind of gotten old and outdated and, and it had not been updated in years and it was at a point where it wasn't super enjoyable anymore. So out of boredom, uh, just one day on stream, uh, I had been kind of like brewing up this idea in my mind of like, what if we just kind of made our own, you know, very limited commander style format. Um, and just, it was just a goofy idea I had on stream one day, like who, who in the audience will challenge me to a format of my made up formats, you know, where you can only play one of each card in your deck. You can only play one type and you can only, uh, use no rule box cards. So none of the overpowered cards that are making the game totally lame. right now. <laughs> um, and, and we just had a ton of fun and it was really contagious and we were having, you know, the brewing of the decks and the battling against each other was just like. I mean, it was incredible. And we could do it all in the Pokemon trading card game online, which doesn't exist anymore. But we uh, we were using the Pokemon trading card game online to do it. And I think within like within the first day after the first stream of doing it, I was like, wow, this is actually something special. And I could see people doing this. We kind of recognized it instantly. So, you know, I named it. I created a website for it. Like instantly, I was like, all right, I need to, I need to lock down lock a website. This down. For this. Lock this down. <laughs> it's called this. Uh, you know, here's the website. I own it. And, uh, you know, and, you know, put a name on it, publish it instantly. Right. Just in case, you know, just so that there's no questions about where this came from. And then, uh, 
And it kind of took off like wildfire from there. I mean, Full Grip hosted some big cash tournaments in the format, uh, right as like, you know, yeah, kind of the, uh, uh, as events were starting back up, you know, after the pandemic. And uh, we broadcasted those events that really helped kind of uh, help create, you know, a scene around it. Um, and then uh, when regionals started back up, uh, they, they kind of just were part of the conversation. Like people just wanted to have side events for Gym Leader Challenge. It, it's like, I think players just kind of like asked and wanted it. So then like tournament organizers were like, well, okay, sure, we'll do it. And then like out of that just demand, uh, the supply, it was just given. And now, you know, Gym Leader Challenge is kind of just this this thing. And it's super fun and cool to be a part of. Do you ever feel um, obligated to go attend at least one GLC side event at every regional you attend, or do you just avoid it because you've, you know, you're like, I do this, you know, at home. I'm not going to do it while I'm here too. It de- it just depends on the event. Like yeah. some some events, it just works out where like uh, I get there early enough on Friday where I could do Friday's event, and I really like doing that. Um, sometimes and then like the events that happen on the Sunday it's like okay well if I didn't qualify for day two I might be uh really salty and not want to hang out <laughs> so, so, yeah. so I might just be nowhere to be found uh I also uh may just be out doing something else that day because a lot of times when I go visit a city uh, I do want to go explore I like I'll use not doing well as an excuse to go explore other parts of the city so uh, sometimes it's that uh, but usually Friday is like good. If I can get in early on a Friday, I'll, I'll participate, but I don't feel obligated in any way to participate. Cause it's, I, in a way like, yeah, I helped make it what it is, but I, it also is this thing that's just bigger than me now. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's fun just that it happens. And I also love that it happens without me having any part of it <laughs> because that's like the sign of its success, right? Is that yeah. I don't have to be there. Like, yeah. So um, for for our listeners that that are not familiar with this format that that you created, can you explain what the Gym Leader Challenge or GLC is to our listeners? So in the Pokemon trading card game, you have to have a deck of sixty cards. Usually, you're limited to four of a card, um, but in Gym Leader Challenge, it is singleton. You can only play one of each card, except basic energy in your deck, and that's kind of the Highlander rules. Kind of borrowed from if you're ever familiar with Commander format in uh, Magic: The Gathering. That's like mm-hmm. the big Highlander format um, that exists and that Gym Leader Challenge took inspiration from. And then there are two other major rules: you can't play uh, you can't play any cards with a rule box on them. If you've ever heard of like super powerful cards, Pokemon V Max, Pokemon V Star, Pokemon EX, Pokemon GX, stuff like that. Those Pokemon all have rule boxers. They're usually the most gimmicky, you know, uh, the the cards that go on the front of the boxes. Okay, those guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't really play any of those. Um, and then, uh, and then also you're limited to one type for your deck. So you have to build either a metal deck or a lightning deck, like a gym leader would. Mm-hmm. And with all those limitations, the game actually is like super fun and, and kind of uh, very back and forth and some really intricate different strategy. I was just different. It's just very different than standard. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I like most about it. And what a lot of people really like about it is that standards, its own beast. It's very cool. It's competitive. And then gym leader challenge is very different and and feels different. The games feel different and you can use cards that are much older and standard. You're only using cards from like the last two, three years in gym leader challenge. You can use cards all the way back until black and white, which is from like 2010, 2011. Yeah. I mean, I've played, 
in Charlotte, I played on the su- at su- the Sunday event, and then I played just uh, su- this Sunday at Knoxville. And like we we got done, and I was like, when we go to Orlando, I don't think I'm going to do the challenge. I think I'm just going to play GLC Friday and <laughs> if I don't make day two played on Sunday too, because it was just it was so much fun. There was like, especially after like dealing with like the competitive stress of Saturday. Like just being able to just play cards and have fun, um, it's it's it was really nice to do. Um, so you have the website gymleaderchallenge.com, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and I noticed, like, on the website, there is a section where you can search for local events. Yep. Um, do you have? any aspirations or like plans for GLC to try and grow that to help support card shops to make that part of like their local leagues. Um, Cause I know like where I live down here in South Florida, it's like me and one other guy that play it like, it, mm-hmm. like because it's just not advertised. Um, and if you don't really like know, they don't really do anything. So here's here's the thing is like i'm just one guy right right and it's a grassroots format so really yeah it's you and one other guy but then if i would say that then it is your job to grow the league <laughs> in go. south okay. florida and, and, not, and he's he's trying to mine. get me into it too so. because i mean look at what i've done at full grip right so like at full grip we've got between 15 and 20 players that show up every thursday to play mm-hmm. we've got a very regular league and that's what I have grown, right? But there are maybe we have people who go to Gym Leader Challenge League at Full Grip who attend three different Gym Leader Challenge Leagues every week because there are three in a 45 minute radius that fire every week. So there are players who only play GLC in our area, North, you know, Northeast Ohio, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That being said, like, uh, this is my job, right? gym leader challenge, uh, Pokemon, all that. So like, but I don't, I don't own Pokemon cards and I make no money from having somebody else have a successful league at all. Right. So like, uh, so really, I, I mean, other than to, to have a chip on my shoulder to say gym leader challenge is really big. Like what's my incentive. I created the format. I own the website, but like, you know, I have some playmats up there. You can buy a gym leader challenge sleeves. You can buy a gym leader challenge playmat if you want to, to help support just like, and really that just kind of pays for the website <laughs> to exist. <laughs> uh, but other than that, you know, I've got some, some meager advertisements on, on the website. You know, I think it might earn like a hundred dollars every three months or something <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's not a lot. So, yeah. so really, um, when I think of promoting gym leader challenge, I, kind of have created what I consider to be the most fun, cool, and engaging Gym Leader Challenge League at Full Grip Games, Uh right? And we have a badge system set up. There's a yearly championship series where the, you know, throughout the year, uh, you compete for badges. Every time you win, you earn a badge with the type that you won with. You can't earn repeat badges. So like, you know, if you earn your psychic badge and then you win with psychic again, Great, but you don't get a badge for that. So you're trying to earn all 10 badges because there's 10 different types you can play in Gym Leader Challenge. Um, and 
I've, I've basically published on gymleaderchallenge.com how we do the league, all the materials we use, and all of that so that it can be replicated by other leagues, right? But what it takes is people to it's grassroots, right? What it takes is just people to pick it up and do it. Like, and I can't, well, like I could travel around the country, you know, like trying to get a campaign for card stores to start it. But what, why, you know, I'm not, I'm not making any money from this. Like, so there's no point. Uh, really, I just, I just want to show people that this is how we're having fun. And hopefully, you know, if you guys are having fun playing gym leader challenge or want to have fun playing gym leader challenge too, this is a way that you can do it. Uh, I know that you had said like the the format goes all the way bla- back to to black and white as like the mm-hmm. sets that you can you can utilize. Um, but with a with a card pool that large, what advice would you give to someone like like me that that's thinking about like dipping their toes into GLC, wanting to get into it, but is a little intimidated to be honest by like just the massive amount of cards available. Seeing how hard it was for me to sort of get my my peripheral vision of the the standard format to compete in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's a lot it's a lot i mean gym leader challenges is in a lot of ways it's it's for us nerds okay like it's it's for you know if you want if you want to spend even more time thinking about pokemon cards then (laughs) look at what we've got here (laughs) uh but gymleaderchallenge.com is a great resource and my suggestion to you would be to just pick a type right? Pick, pick one type, just get started with one type and just narrow in on that. So you've already chopped it down to a 10th of what it would be otherwise, right? So that's, that's going to narrow things down quite a bit. And then of the cards in the one type that you've selected to get started with, there are only so many good ones. I mean, really, there's not, (laughs) there's not thousands of good cards in, in the type. There are maybe, you know, like, 30 <laughs> like, so, so it's not going to be that bad kind of figuring out what the 30 best cards are in a type i mean even though we're talking about 12 years worth of cards there, there are 30 best ones right uh because you don't have to know all of them you just have to know the good ones so gymleaderchallenge.com has boiled all that down for you you can go to a getting started guide on gymleaderchallenge.com you can pick your type that you want and it'll show you you know, the handful of best cards for that type that are most popularly played amongst players. And uh, and and that's going to be the best way to get started. But uh, another thing that I really like to do is just go to this website, pkmncards.com. Mm-hmm. And I use this website constantly on stream. I use it for standard all the time as well. It's just a, what I consider to be the best TCG database on the internet. And they've got really good advanced search settings. And I'll just go to like, you know, advanced search settings, I'll click grass or I'll click water, you know, and just show me all the grass cards and you can click search and it'll uh, it'll bring up all the grass cards, all the water cards or whatever. And you could, you know, if you're really feeling like just doing some exploring, you could just do that and just scroll, 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 scroll and read stuff. But, uh, you know, Cardboard Warriors, another uh, really cool website. That uh, that has its own kind of database as well, and and deck lists and things like that. There's just really good resources online. Omnipoke has been creating some great YouTube videos to help you get started with each type as well. He's kind of broken down and and talked about each type. So between gymleaderchallenge.com, cardboardwarriors.com, pkmncards.com, and Omnipoke's YouTube channel, I mean, there's just some really great resources online to help you get started and help make it as uh, as as 
least intimidating as possible. Awesome. Um, so one of the other reasons we brought you on besides to talk, ask you all these gym leader challenge questions. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. I know. It's like this. I'm like, try. I'm like, okay, we got to do this show and not like geek out and like, just ask him all the questions that you don't <laughs> want to type in his chat. Because, <laughs> But, um, so one of the things we brought on is, is because like I said, we, are catering to more of a new player base um, as far as TCG goes. Um, so some of the questions we wanted to ask you, you know, now are for like those newer players. Sure. Um, so most, like I said, most of our players are new. Um, and one question that me and Matthew get asked all the time, because like, I guess we're the smartest of the new people. <laughs> we're the least new of the new um is what deck should we start with it's like the first question anybody asks um especially like when you're coming from go to tcg like you have like a certain you have a different mentality of looking at pokemon like go is very iv based it's like okay azumarill is like this like the best water type pokemon this is the best that and it's is azumarill like, still good azumarill is like king right now <laughs> still it's yeah still. It, came I mean, I follow, it came I follow, back it came back i follow some great league stuff so like i yeah. i know a little bit um you know and i, I kind of have some great league guys that i like you know okay. I, I have like an altaria i have like a osmero yeah i have like a I have a little team, all right? You know, I'm no good, all right? <laughs> but i get whomped all the time but i i, I can play <laughs> uh so they we have like that mentality going into like okay what is there's always like a team like there is this yeah. team this is the team you run in great league or whatever and then right right so that's the first question everybody asks what is the deck um to to start with um and normally like we'll give like like i will always give maridon um yeah. as as that starter deck um but now with like rotation going on like coming up and stuff like that like i tell them right on but like i'm like always like hesitant because now i'm thinking like i don't want them to put money into something that you know one of the main engines is going away <laughs> and rotation with flaffy going away um and not really seeing how this deck is going to like survive rotation um have you like do you get asked that question? And when you get asked that question, like, what is your, like, go-to deck? Um, it always changes. Yeah. I mean, so, and that's the kind of the big thing that's different from, like, a trading card game and a video game. Uh, some video games, uh, video games have formats, too, and things change. But in trading card games, the game is change, right? I mean, that's just, like, a new set comes out every i mean in japan a new set comes out every other month or every month right there are new booster boxes coming out in japan like every six weeks we don't really get that internationally because we get like a bunch of sets combined into one monster set and they ship that out and that's what we get every three months so we usually get you know between every three months there's like two different sets that have come out in japan in that time so that's part of what makes the game so exciting is that it's a game that's constantly changing and you can't just keep the same strategy forever. That is something that's a little more appealing about gym leader challenge is that the change is slower. Uh, you're dealing with a bigger card pool 
and strategies are more kind of set in stone than they would be in a, in a format like standard in standard, you know, uh, cards are literally rotating. You can't play them anymore. And then new cards are being printed and, and the format is much more in flux going forward for this current year in this rotation right now, you know, to start things off, uh, post rotation rotations happening in like March. So I would say that Charizard and Roaring Moon are those decks. I would build, uh, I would suggest Charizard is a great deck for getting started. It was one of the top decks um, pre-rotation. will continue to be a top deck in post-rotation. The card's just got really insane stats, really great typing, and is uh, it's kind of a powerhouse. I don't ever really see that card being bad. So Charizard EX, 100%, and then Roaring Moon um, is just a big, basic beat stick deck in the same vein that Maridon was. I see Roaring Moon as kind of the new Maridon. Uh, what's cool about Roaring Moon is that it's a basic deck, doesn't require a lot of setup. You're kind of just slinging your item cards, dark patch, things like that, getting your dudes powered up and slugging things for one hit chaos. Very bombastic deck, and is uh, and is rewarding to play in that way. Uh, so those would be they're both dark decks. Those would be the two <laughs> decks that I would suggest for a new player, though. But it is always changing, and you know, in sync in six months' time. You could ask me, you know, what decks would I suggest for a new player? And they might be they might be two entirely different decks um, because things just change like that. And when you do get into a TCG, that's usually like the thing that kind of people are like, well, you're telling me I'm going to like spend this time and emotional effort like building a deck mm-hmm. and then and then I'm going to have to build a different one. Yeah. And then maybe another different one. Oh, it's a sickness. Okay. And then once yeah. you buy in, <laughs> then you just have all the cards. Okay. And then, you know, it, it's just a thing. All right. It, it's just, that's what the hobby is. All right. Binders. Just binders and binders <laughs> and cards. And then you have more than you know what to do with. And then you could sell your bulk to fullgriffgames.com. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you said Charizard EX. Yeah. Uh, we listened to the tag team podcast. Okay. Uh, did you listen to this past week? I know you this past week where it. I wasn't on it. No, yes. I did not. No, okay, because uh, I was busy. <laughs> I wasn't on it. I don't listen, listen. I don't listen if I'm not on our podcast. I don't listen to it either. Yeah. So um, I trust it went well, unless I hear otherwise. <laughs> well, so I think it was either JW or Riley. One of them made a comment about they were they were talking about the decks that you guys were considering for mm-hmm. for Knoxville, and um. Charizard got brought up, and there was a comment, uh, something along the lines of, "Well, Andrew's not going to pl- doesn't want to play or refuses to do rare candy Charizard." Refused to do a deck with rare candy in yes. it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I said that. Okay, that doesn't mean I'm not going to suggest the deck to a new player. So, and it's also a very good and accomplished deck. The background to that is that I I played Gardevoir EX at. Um, at the North American International Championships this past year, and lost my I lost back and back to back win and ins to day two, uh, which is just like devastating because my deck was just kind of like fumbling around to get started and I couldn't like put pressure on my opponent. I just was like having a slow start, and then uh, I took the deck to LAIC in Brazil as well this fall. Gardevoir again, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right, you know, me and Gardevoir, we buried the hatchet. I'm ready, you know." <laughs> and uh, and again had another disappointing. Uh, turnout just because there were certain rounds where the deck was slow to start. I prized too many Curlia or just like things just didn't go the way they needed to go. And it was at that point that I swore off all 
rare candy decks <laughs> because I was like, there's too much that can go wrong. I would rather play an aggressive strategy that's asking the questions and forcing the opponent to come up with the answers rather than being in the situation that I was in where I felt helpless while my opponent was doing that to me. So uh, it's not that I have anything against Charizard. It just happens to be a deck with rare candy in it. And I swore off of those. <laughs> <laughs> Because okay. the decks with rare candy tend to be more setup oriented. Mm-hmm. When you are dealing with a setup deck, there is more that can go wrong than a deck like Roaring Moon. Roaring Moon, big basic deck. There's very little that can go wrong, but Roaring Moon's power level is not um, maybe as high as a deck like Charizard's. Charizard's end game potential is higher. Uh, Roaring Moon maybe stays right here in the middle, but it consistently gets there, you know, yeah. quickly. So that's the trade off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool. Um, so what would be your biggest piece of advice to someone new getting into Pokemon TCG? And was it something like as as you grew in the game, is it something that you wish somebody had told you or is it just, is there just one thing that's like just quintessential to every new player? Like that one thing that they need to know. Um, I'm just have fun. And that's the thing is like, I kind of, I was, so it's not like I needed anybody to tell me that because I was just all my friends. Like it hooked me. What hooked me in about the Pokemon trading card game is that I met so many cool people and made great friends and what i kind of missed about college um you know having friends through 
running and competing in that way, I was able to kind of pick up right where I left off. And it was this whole community of people and uh, I got to network and, and make friends and, and visit and travel places. And, and Pokemon was just the background to real life experiences that were happening, relationships that were being built. You know, my wife, Natalie, I met through the Pokemon trading card game. I mean, like literally this is this is my life. And, you know, two of the three best men at my wedding I met through the Pokemon trading card game. So uh, you know, I was forming real life relationships through the game, but I, my suggestion would be to keep that in mind and to keep that at the forefront as you go throughout your journey in the hobby. Uh, competing is fun. Competing for the world championships is fun, but don't let that uh, kind of um, totally consume you. Um, in the Pokemon TCG, there, there's this really big thing about, you know, chasing the world's invite and everybody wants to do it. It's like kind of this nebulous thing that, you know, everybody who's anybody has to be chasing a world's invite. And how many championship points do you have? And what events are you attending? And if you aren't chasing a world's invite, what are you even doing? Right. And I, I would like to dispel that because I just don't think that that I don't I don't think that that's that that big of a deal. And I think that people can have fun and are valid for playing the game and, and should play the game. Even if they aren't competing for a world's invite, you can go to a regional championship and win $10,000 now from, from just winning. If you, if you do that, you can go to your local league and play week in week out and just have fun with your local, uh, your local league goers and, and really build relationships and and have a blast doing that. I've been doing that with my gym leader challenge league lately. That's like the highlight of my week. It's my hobby right now, which is funny because Pokemon cards is my job, but my hobby is playing gym leader challenge league. Like I go up on Thursdays, I show up to these little, you know, little league tournaments at full grip and I get to just kind of like geek out and play and I'm not creating content. I'm not, um, you know, really doing anything other than just playing and enjoying the company with my friends that, is what the game is all about. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in this, like kind of keeping up with the Joneses mentality of like gunning for a world's invite. Um, you know, that can be a very rewarding and monumental experience for people in their lives, but don't let it consume you in a stressful, you know, kind of like way that gets you down either. Cause it, it should just be about, you know, uh, kind of this, this personal betterment, like, you know, just kind of doing the best that you can do and setting goals for yourself, um, not really doing as much comparing yourself to other people. It's a really kind of uh, easy pitfall to fall into, just comparing yourself to the person next to you. Uh, so just, you know, stay in your own line. Try to do the best that you can. Uh, focus on yourself, focus on your friendships, and have fun. Uh, one of the things that, that I, I admire about you in, in your content, and it definitely like shows in, in this interview, is how you seem to have this mentality of like living in the moment an example of of what um like stands out to me is your vlog of i believe laic where you spent a lot of it exploring the city like exploring everything that's around you and and you had even mentioned earlier that like you know if you're having a a bad bad tournament run it's kind of like an excuse for you to go and and check out things about in, in in the city but is there a place outside of like the competition realm? Is there a city that, that you've competed in that stands out to you the, the most? Oh, yeah. I don't think they'll <laughs> ever take an event back to Denver. But man, I had a phenomenal time in Denver, Colorado. That was fantastic. I think the last regional in Denver was like 2018. 
Whew. I had a blast. Yeah, altitude is crazy, man. <laughs> what what about Denver if if you don't mind sharing stood out yeah, to you? I just had a great time with my with my friends, you know, we went out partying and ended up at like a hookah lounge at 3 a.m. and just <laughs> we're just like and and it was the exploration right and it I, sure. I did finish in the top eight of that event it was in like 2018 I was so mad when I lost in the top eight of that event because I was like the first seed to get locked into top eight I had crushed it the entire tournament uh, the player that I was playing against in top eight super nice dude uh, but I too owed him swiftly in day two of Swiss. So when I got paired up against him in top eight, I was expecting like, all right, this is easy. You know, I'm cruising into top four. No problem. I already beat this dude 2-0. And then things just went off the rails and <laughs> I <laughs> lost quickly. So I was, uh, I was ready to get out of the venue and go have a good time and have a good time. I did. Denver was super cool. I, I did very much enjoy Denver. I also loved, uh, uh, I mean, getting to explore Japan um, again uh, was just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you know, Yokohama was was an incredible place to host a Pokemon tournament and getting to kind of just explore around for I was there for like almost two weeks. That was like a that that's going to be like one of the, you know, I think one of the most memorable experiences that I ever have was yeah. going to Japan for the world championships. So. So you've you've obviously are, are are well traveled from from this this job that that you are very lucky to have, and a lot of us wish that we could be in in your shoes. Uh, but traveling to these these events, these cities, um, what are some tips that you've picked up? Best practices, as as the as they say, for getting prepared to to travel or traveling to all these cities and and and. Uh, countries that that you've gone to oh yeah i mean when and and that's the thing there is this big like keep it up with the joneses mentality in the pokemon scene right now and it's just like oh well if you're playing cards you got to go to all these different regionals right and you gotta but like when i was first starting out i'd just go to a few a year and it really was about going to locals right and trying to amass championship points at my locals and then like the few regional championships that i was lucky enough to get to attend I was carpooling. I was, you know, sleeping on floors of hotel rooms with other dudes and just making ends meet, right? And that was, I mean, really teamwork makes the dream work. So, like, you definitely have to uh, kind of team up with somebody's, uh, you know, get some hotel roommates, um, you know, get some carpool stuff going and really stay within your limits at first, especially like just if you've got, like, say, in an upcoming year, you got like three drivable regionals. I say drivable within like eight hours, you know, <laughs> is that I've, your limit is like eight I've, hours. Like I don't, I, I'm 35, man. I ain't driving to nothing no more. Right? <laughs> I drive, listen, I did all my nearly falling asleep behind the wheel when I was in my twenties. Like I'm good, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm good. Uh, but you know, and I still, I'll drive like, I'm going to drive to like Indy, but my, my range used to be like 10 hours for driving. Now it's my tolerance is like four hours. Like, I don't know that I'm driving any longer. Like I got like a four hour radius now. Like now I get, I get crampy in a car, man. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yes, definitely 
carpool um, and uh, stay within your stay within your limits. You know, uh, don't you know max out credit cards, fly into all these different places just because you feel like you need to keep up with like the next guy um, or whatever. This 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 hobby. Yes, there's money in the hobby now. Like if you top thirty two an event, you get a thousand dollars. That can pay back some of it, but that's not guaranteed. Like you got to pay up front. <laughs> yeah. So like, don't spend more than you can afford, and uh, and and just make sure that it's about having fun and going on these adventures with your friends and building those relationships, right? So that no matter how the event goes, right? Because you're going to be in for hundreds of dollars if you go to a regionals, you fly there, you're going to be in for hundreds of dollars. Make sure that. It is a good time that you have friends that you're 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 out there experiencing something, even if the tournament doesn't go the way that you had planned. Right. Take something away from it. That's been like my biggest thing and something that I try to make sure that I do no matter where I go. Take something away. Don't just spend the whole weekend in the in the tournament hall uh, if that's not what you want to do. Right. Cool. Um, so preparing for a tournament outside of you know figuring out where you're staying all that kind of stuff like actually sitting down to figure out what you're gonna play um i know you work with um jw and riley um and jesse i think um like you have your group there um like is how often do you guys get together as a team quote unquote um to work out those things like what decks you're playing and like the what what are some of the challenges you guys face because i know like everybody has their own play style everybody likes certain decks over the others like what how does it that that whole scene look um before tournament yeah things really changed i mean over the pandemic things really shifted in onto discord and then that was just like uh like pre-pandemic mostly it was you know we had like maybe a facebook group where we messaged each other sometimes <laughs> and then like we mostly got together uh like irl and like played some games on weekends and stuff and we would have little boot camps where like hey we're gonna get the homies together for a weekend everybody was relatively local we were in our 20s you know and it'd just be mm-hmm. like yeah come out for the weekend we're gonna boot camp and uh we're gonna you know do some testing for this upcoming regional championship that we're going to and um i mean even thinking of like the regional championship uh richmond to like before jw1 which is like a 2019 regional championship uh jw1 um me and him and i got 10th at it uh me and him boot camped like the weekend before that event like he came out and he was living in columbus he's still there but you know he came out for the weekend and and we just like grinded games constantly kind of figuring out what the play was and that's how things really looked like pre-pandemic now we're five, six years older. JW's got a kid, you know, like <laughs> I am responsibilities married and have a home now. <laughs> like things are a little bit different. Um, and, and Riley lives, you know, in, uh, in Wisconsin. Um, so now it's all about discord and, uh, and, and just kind of meeting up. We try to be intentional about it, um, and I'd say that right now, JW and, and Jesse are really carrying the torch about just kind of like, you know, rallying the troops, getting like, hey, let's get on Discord tonight. You know, I'm getting on at eight, you know, and just we get on, we chat, we talk about decks, we'll play matchups on TCG Live. 
I loathe the TCG Live, so it is a hard <laughs> sell for me um, to be like, hey, I know you just like streamed this client that you hate like all day, right. but like <laughs> hop back on tonight because we're going to play more, you know, and that's a hard sell for me right now. Uh, and it's something that I'm kind of like personally going through trying to figure out how do I uh, justify spending so much of my life on a client that I feel like is clunky and non-intuitive and just really gross to put in front of my face for so long. But uh, I love the game. So that's that's something I'm I'm in the middle of figuring out right now. Like, how do I continue to test for this game that I love, you know, maybe without spending every waking hour on TCG Live. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm working on that. But I do love getting on Discord, talking, chatting uh, with them about decks, concepts, things like that. And, you know, for Jesse and JW, they don't spend all day playing TCG Live. So when they get home from work, TCG Live can be a break for them. Whereas it is not a break for me because I deal with it so yeah. much um you know it's your my, job it's your in daughter. my stream career it's literally my job so like yeah. if i asked you to come home from your job and do more of your job you might not want to do that either <laughs> for fun. Yeah. yeah for fun right but this time it'll be for fun uh-huh yeah <laughs> so uh so it is all about discord and we when we get on discord a lot to talk because now we're all adults who live in just different spaces and can't always you know get together like we used to so it is more of an online thing right now which is a blessing and a curse. I like it in that it allows me to keep in contact with buddies like Riley who live, you know, so far away. But I do miss the the getting together as much as we used to now that we're older and just have different responsibilities and stuff. Um, you know, I, I miss getting together. And the regional championships are an opportunity to do that, which is part of what makes them so special. Yeah. Um, what does like deck testing look like for for your group how does what is that process for for people that aren't familiar with with teams in tcg or you know how teams prepare for choosing a deck to to play in a tournament a lot of times you'll have you know your decks uh and you'll keep like a spreadsheet of like wins losses and different matchups and things like that and see like which deck kind of performs the best against the other decks that you expect to show up at any given event. And then that might be how you how you select a play for the event, right? It's like you kind of run the gauntlet, keep some data for yourself about like which decks are performing the best against the other decks. And then uh, and then you kind of really like throw all of the you throw all the expected yeah, decks against the deck that you guys are kind of like is your thesis you think this is is good right well let's throw everything up against it keep records and actually see what the numbers say and uh and usually numbers spreadsheets things like that will help you make a decision on you know what's the uh what the optimal play might be for an event cool um so just a couple more questions you know uh got you on here for for a while um uh so BTW, like one of our, our big things is is we really focus on getting our listeners and our Discord family uh, to a place that they want to be in what their respected game, whether it's Go, mm-hmm. BGC, or TCG. Um, one way we do it with the Go side is we do like coaching. We'll either have mm-hmm. um, like a coaching chat where with like different members that are, you know, higher accolades, stuff like that, that help, you know, whatever. And then we also offer like personal with like uh, our two other hosts where they'll get on just on uh, Twitch stream and they'll do coaching sessions and stuff like that. 
Um, now, recently, <laughs> I've seen a lot of stuff going on with like the TCG co- coaching, like uh-huh. people saying certain things on Twitter, like. You know, if you're not winning a regional, like you shouldn't be coaching and <laughs> like, like um, uh-huh. is is coaching something that you would suggest to a newer player who wants to advance their skills? Or if not, like what what would you suggest? Like, let's say to like someone like me or, or Matthew, like where like I'm I'm 39. I have five kids. Yeah. okay yeah i get to play at 10 o'clock at night on live and occasionally go to like a local cup or a tournament um so when i look at it like coaching's like okay i can take like an hour out of my day to sit with somebody and whatever but is it really worth the time and the and and the funds or is there like a better way of going about advancing your skills without having to go that route so if you want to get good at anything fast, the best way to do it is to get somebody better than you and to try and soak as much information for them as possible, right? That's essentially mm-hmm. what coaching is. And there's a reason why coaching works in just about everything. Um, because, you know, you're going to take someone with more experience who knows more than you, and you're going to take something away from that. I mean, it's no different than teaching, taking a class, anything. And that's just like, of course it works. And is going to help get you up to speed as quickly as possible. I guess the quote, the, the, uh, you know, for me, I never did any coaching. Um, because for me, the, when I started the game, the concept of getting coaching for the Pokemon TCG would have been laughed at because it was a hobby. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> why are you getting coaching? You numbskull, just like go play with your friends and get good. Right. Yeah. Would have been the attitude. And I'm talking like 2012, right? Mm-hmm. 2012 would have been like, get good. You nerd. Like, why are you paying somebody else? Like just go play. Right. And you will get better. Right. Go play with some friends and like focus and like don't be dumb and you're gonna get better right so like uh that would have been the attitude back then but things have changed quite a bit the game is bigger than it used to be it's more online than it used to be uh there's more money in it than there used to be back in 2012 there was no prize money for winning a regional championship so of course you would have been laughed at for paying for coaching now it's conceivable that you could actually make some some money while playing the game still it is a hobby but you know there are there are more um you know more more things that people are chasing that are uh that are maybe worth investing money into especially if you're going to be flying to regional championships and things like that if you're investing money into the game you want to make sure that you're investing your time your mind into being as as successful as possible at it so the landscape has completely changed people did not fly to regional championships in 2012 2013 that was preposterous because there was no money so why are you going to fly to the west coast like that is ridiculous (laughs) right uh you are just wasting money (laughs) um so the landscape has changed quite a bit now if you want to get good fast which to me I, I never did that because for me, the idea was to have fun, right? I got into the game to have fun. So like uh, part of the fun was getting good with my friends and like having things click and, and unlock and like having that magic kind of happen together with your friends that you're closest with and 
encouraging one another to get better and better and better, right? And being with a group of friends who's really tight knit and like, you know, maybe my buddy will like top eight his first event. Like, whoa, that's crazy, dude. Like, that's nuts. Okay. Well, now I know I can do that too. And then maybe I'll top four and then like, and we're pushing each other, right? In my mind, that's still the best way to get good at the Pokemon TCG because you're going to build those relationships. You're going to, uh, you're going to have fun with your friends and, and have the most rewarding experience possible. In my mind, that's the most pure way that you could go about you know, your Pokemon TCG journey is like getting together with a group of motivated individuals and kind of, you know, encouraging one another to, uh, to do the best that you can. But coaching is obviously a fast track, like, and, and not everybody has the amount of time to invest into to just get good the old fashioned way. So, uh, you know, for people on a, on a schedule, uh, being able to hire a coach, get you up to speed and it is, is a valid strategy. And, um, and something that I think makes sense considering how much money gets invested into the game now and how much money you could uh, win. JW coaches, uh, I have coached before. Uh, I've coached uh, uh, senior players. Um, and uh, for me, it's I'd rather stream. Um, I, I kind of see like streaming as a, as a coaching session for hundreds yeah. of people at a time. Like ask me whatever question you want. I'll walk you through my plays like. I'm not withholding any information. I'll let you guys know exactly what I think about the game. And uh, that's kind of how I see it. And and one of the appeals to a, watching a streamer in my mind is that uh, is that it is kind of like free coaching. You can kind of just watch and, and pick things up from from watching them play. But there is something to be said for one to one attention to and being able to ask individual questions and have that streamers undivided attention, have that players undivided attention for an hour or two hours. Um, you know, you could definitely get something out of that that you might not be able to get out of, uh, you know, a live stream or something like that. So that can, that can be impactful for people. And I've definitely heard it, uh, you know, being very fruitful for, for many players in today's game for sure. Cool. Um, before we wrap up, one of the things that I did want to, to learn more about is your involvement with the, the tag team podcast, which is where Mm -hmm. I first heard your voice and, and got familiar with you. Um, it's, it's my understanding that the, the podcast tag team, um, uh, was like from JW and Riley and it's been around since 2019 and you are a more recent addition to the crew. Is that correct? Oh yeah. Um, and then also it seems like you, you and JW and Riley have all been friends for a while. So have, has they been trying to get you on the podcast from the beginning and it just wasn't the time or the right move? For you, what what about uh, now was the catalyst to, to get you on uh, the podcast finally? Oh, that's a really fun question, actually. So, yeah, me and JW uh, go super far back. I mean, we're talking like 2014-ish, you know, 2013-ish. I mean, he was a player from Michigan. I was a player from Northeast Ohio. So we just, like, overlapped um, because a lot of our locals and, like, state championships and stuff, like, you know, kind of our friend group started overlapping and then we got to know each other. And, uh, the first time I ever played against JW was in the top eight of a city championship back in the day <laughs> before we ever knew each other. And I beat him and he was, he's still sick about it, uh, <laughs> to this day, which is just so hilarious. Cause I was, I was such a noob and I like, and JW has been playing longer than me and, you know, and I sacked him and, and he'll tell you the story exactly how it went down. Uh, but it, it was super funny. So I've known JW for a long time. Uh, Riley 
was a player from Columbus who really started to get into the game around 2017, 2018. And, um, and, you know, obviously being Columbus, him and Columbus, me and Akron, you know, uh, kind of just got to know each other from events. And then Riley was super cool, dude. We clicked uh, almost immediately and we started kind of linking up between me and me, him and JW um, and just being friends and talking about decks before events. Right around this time, you know, that I'm becoming friends, we're all becoming friends with Riley. Uh, you know, I'm creating YouTube content. I'm really starting my own YouTube channel. And JW and Riley kind of also like the idea of creating content but like you know jw has his own youtube channel and has his online persona flex daddy or whatever you know <laughs> that uh that he's you know kind of uh that he's done before and then you know is now is like a father and doesn't have as much time for it uh but for like jw and riley is like the podcast they are both you know professionals that have jobs um doing other things jw not so much anymore actually just got laid off but uh did have jobs doing other things and like pokemon is not their full-time career so the podcast was like their creative outlet to create content and for me like i didn't need that because creating content was my full-time job so like they just were doing their own tag team podcast and i supported it you know uh in every way that i could and then you know and similarly, they supported me doing my streams and stuff. And that was kind of just like our relationship for a while. But as uh, and now that JW doesn't get to do his YouTube stuff as more under uh, YouTube or streaming as much anymore under Flex Daddy, he really cares about the podcast is that's like kind of his creative endeavor. Now he gets to do it every week. I mean, he's he's a father, right? He's got he's got other responsibilities, but this is the one thing he gets to do. And Riley has just become more busy lately and is not always uh, available to do the podcast week in, week out. So, you know, there was a crossroads for the podcast, like either uh, they were going to not be able to do it anymore uh, with Riley being not able to, I mean, cause they've been doing it for years at this point, yeah. like four, four years, um, you know, and with Riley, maybe not being as dependable with just more going on in his life and his professional career. He's got a girlfriend now, like got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, it was either they, they maybe dial it back or they bring me on and I kind of offer an amount of stability that makes sure that the podcast doesn't go anywhere. And like, that was kind of like, you know, JW was like, would you be, you know, I was like, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm going to make sure your podcast doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> like, uh, I'll be there. I'll be there every week, you know, however much, like I'll make sure you always have somebody to do your podcast with. I'll always be there for you. Right. So that was kind of like the going into this season. I made sure that he knew that like he wouldn't ever be on his, on his own. Uh, he would always have me or Riley. The original agreement that I agreed to was every other week. Okay. <laughs> it was every other week. That was the original agreement. That's how okay? it starts. And then yes. you slowly get more responsibility. Well, and now all of a sudden I'm on almost every single week. So yes, that is. And people seem to really enjoy it. So I'm, you know, I'm thankful for that. And it's a cool opportunity to create more free form content that I, you know, than than what I do on YouTube or Twitch. So it's interesting. It's fun. Yeah, that's kind of how uh, Matthew came on the podcast, and uh, <laughs> our other host, Brad, uh, was just kind of, oh, one of the other hosts are out, can you fill in? And then two weeks <laughs> later, he's on it on a regular basis. <laughs> yup, ain't that just how it goes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so last question, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Tricky Jim, if you were to describe it to 
all of our new our new listeners who are just finding out who Andrew Mahone and Tricky Jim are, how would you describe Tricky Jim and its content? I create family friendly content uh, that uh, is really the Pokemon trading card game is like the background of the content. I mean, really, it is about the Pokemon TCG. And kind of just about my adventures within the Pokemon TCG. I talk about things such as competitive gameplay, tournament play, meta discussions, things like that. But I really, and I'm a very competitive player. You know, I've won a regional championship. I've gotten ninth at Worlds, top 32 Worlds this last year. Um, you know, I, I've done what I feel like. I've top eighted Nats. I've done everything that I feel like there is to do on a competitive side. But I still don't see myself as like a very sweaty uh gamer type uh so like i i definitely feel like I've, i'm kind of more of like a goofy down to earth kind of just like creative uh aloof kind of um personality and my main thing is i like to have fun um and i like to create content for the whole family so not going to be you know cursing or, or doing anything like you know that's that's too uh it's too out there on my streams because I feel like Pokemon is like this family game um, where it's great for kids and and parents to be able to enjoy it together. And uh, and and that's just what I like to bring to the community is something that that families can enjoy together and watch together. And uh, and hopefully uh, through Tricky Jim, uh, something that I really take pride in is like the discord and stuff like that. People can make friends through the tricky gym community and, and make those lifelong friendships that I have made similarly with other people that they meet through the tricky gym community. And the discord has been like a really f phenomenal way for that to occur. I mean, I think there's like, we got like 14, 15,000 people in our tricky gym discord, which is just like a really wonderful thing for the Pokemon TCG. So at this point really feels like the, you know, the tricky gym, what is it? I don't know. I create YouTube videos. I stream. I have a Discord. I have my own format that I made. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a place where people have fun and play Pokemon cards. Awesome. I think I think the the have fun and play Pokemon definitely is something that I take away from like your vibe. And I I could say that the reason why I say that is because my the first time I saw you in person was round two in Charlotte. And I look over to my right and like two people down, you're in like Raven's outfit in a gold chain <laughs> and you're just laughing and having fun. And I'm like, that is exactly how I pictured you, you being. So thank you for being you. And I, I think that that is uh, definitely something that I, I wish that other big names are as friendly and open and generous with their time that you have been tonight. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, fam I, you said family friendly multiple times, except for the time when you were doing the commercial for the Japan. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> wait, listen, it's live. It's happening live. Things happen. I, I, I can honestly say I've never laughed so hard during one of your streams. <laughs> it's like uh, being a teacher, you know? I mean, yeah. sometimes there's a slip. You're like, whoa, hey, all right. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of my favorite stuff you do is like I love when you make your creative decks. Like I play personally play the Sea King deck that you made Heck yeah. like <laughs> on a regular basis just to like break up the monotony of like playing like standard, you know, sweaty decks or whatever. Mm -hmm. 
Um, do you ever see yourself bringing one of those to a regional just to say, like, I'm going to just have fun? No, because winning is fun. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. uh, that's the perfect way to end this. <laughs> um, let our fans know how they can find you, you know, uh, your YouTube, Twitch, whatever, um, whatever you want to promote. Now's your time. Sure. You can find me on the X app at enjoyfriend, E-N-J-O-I friend, and also on Instagram at Tricky Jim. I'm also on YouTube and Twitch as Tricky Jim. That is G-Y-M, not J-I-M. And, you know, Mr. Jim. Some people call me Mr. Jim, but it's it's not a misnomer. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. And we will put a link... Uh, to all Andrew's stuff in the show notes uh, for this episode. And again, Andrew, thank you so much for taking time out of your day uh, to come hang out with us. And um, hopefully it's not the last time we get to talk to you. Um, Whenever you want to come play Pokemon Go, hit us up and we'll give you some coaching. Heck yeah. (laughs) Help you get good there. Um, And, you know, we'll probably see each other at regionals. For sure, for sure. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, for our listeners, um, if you're hearing this before, we are having a live episode that's coming out this week, uh, which we're actually going to record as soon as we get off of this. (laughs) So um, make sure you check that out and then check out all of Andrew's stuff. Um, So until next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.